0: But it's positioning yourself to be like, Hey, I've got the right product, I've got it at the right price. The right person comes along at the right time. And yeah, you're the one who is going to make that sale because you've got a unique digital asset that other people want that has intrinsic value. I love it.
1: Hey folks, this is Michael Veazey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. If you would like resources and links and other help, to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash sword one five.
2: Today's hot topic, fun topic is Chris's imminent launch of a new program. And uh, we thought we'd ask him about it. I'm personally intrigued by it a ton. And uh, so we want to get a little bit of the behind the scenes flavor, understand what he's working on, why it's a hot topic for his community and uh, really dive deeper into it. And uh, so. Chris, you want to give us a little bit of just an intro into what you're doing and then we can go from there. Yeah, man, let's
0: get into it. Cause domains are fun. Domains aren't new. So when you say like a hot topic, it's, yeah. I don't know if it's just emerging where people are like figuring out that, Hey, this is interesting. Cause it's been interesting. It's been interesting since <laughs> you go all the way back, like even early nineties. I got into it late nineties. First domain I bought was 1999. So it's not that it's new, but I think yeah. people are, I think maybe it's the NFT part where people like, they understand, wait a minute, there's digital assets and they're unique. That's what domains are. Domains have been, what's uh, 30 years. It's like the original NFT. It's digital, but it's something that can be bought by anybody from anywhere and potentially sold for a lot of money. There are multi-million-dollar domains. Uh, and you can register new domains, in my opinion, become interesting and popular and trending as just things develop. You're like, that's a new word that nobody ever said before. Let's see if the domain is available. And in addition to that, those can be purchased for as low as $9 for a .com. but then finding underpriced domains to me is just a very fun game to play because you can play it on your phone or your laptop. You can search and you can stumble onto domains that are incredibly underpriced. And honestly, that's what I've done. And I do that by putting myself into position to find them by searching and doing boring things. I guess some people call boring. I find it fun. It's like a treasure hunt. And to treasure hunt with again, low risk and potential for high reward, but it's a patient scheme, it's positioning yourself to be like, Hey, I've got the right product, I've got it at the right price, the right person comes along at the right time, and yeah, you're the one who is going to make that sale because you've got a unique digital asset that other people want that has intrinsic value. I, I love it. Man.
2: I first heard about this topic, probably, I don't know. Maybe ninety nine two thousand. I guess it was probably the late nineties. And I remember when I start heard they they bought it. They had a catalog of four hundred domains, and they basically were systematically selling them off. And but you're right. I there's a lot of energy around this topic. And what you said that you think maybe the NFT thing spurred people's thinking in this regard. But it sounds like it struck struck a chord with your audience, or struck a chord with your
0: audience recently. People are asking you to teach on this. Is that right? Yeah. I, I think I reverse I, engineered why. When I put out an entrepreneur challenge or becoming an entrepreneur is what I would love to talk yeah. about all the time, all day, every day. I mean, it's got incredible potential, but I get it that it is difficult to identify that you have something that you're good at, that you can teach other people and create a course and overcome imposter syndrome and then convert it to a book and what the heck's a QR code and how do I use KDB? It's a lot of steps, but if it's like domains, it's by domain, list it. I can, okay, yeah, I can do that. It's so much simpler less time involved, it's not that entrepreneur costs money, but it's trying to hire someone to make a cover versus just $9 on a domain. And it's just fun to it's not really a stock market or a crypto kind of thing, but it is like a buy and sell kind of thing. But Jason, yes. you said you have a hundred domains, right? Yeah. Which doesn't surprise yeah. me because you're, you've been on the cutting edge of a lot of things, but I've found so many people have at least one domain, they don't want to buy them, but they've yeah. never considered listing them or auctioning them and the pricing. Just drives people crazy. I don't know what to sell it for because they don't want to underprice it and leave money on the table. They don't want to overprice it and scare buyers away or not get that sale. And both sides of those things lead them to inaction. So they don't even list them at all.
2: And yeah. it's a big mistake. I think you know, the conversation you're prompting in people's minds is to actually look at the domain as a, an asset class that is investable. And we've all, I guess you, anyone could have said since 1994, that's true. But the question is, if you really stop to think about the benefits of investing in the, an asset class like that versus trying to buy real estate or trying to buy whatever, a business or gold or NFTs or crypto. And the reality of it is people are looking for the arbitrage model adapted to new marketplaces, I think. Like, how can I do some low cost, low risk and low cost investing into something that might double my money or triple my money without a lot of complexity, drama, legal risk, et cetera, et cetera. And I think domains satisfy a lot of those check boxes.
1: What strikes me is that from the business model point of view, I've been experimenting with some other things recently, and both from the sort of marketing side that you've stumbled across, Chris, complexity has a much more serious effect on everything than we possibly give it credit for, especially somebody as capable as you who's created multiple information products and created a name for himself. And so it feels natural to you. I guess that the reality, as you've discovered, is that people feel that perceive it as extremely complex and difficult. Whereas the perception of simplicity, I think is really important. It's important for you marketing, of course, that's one thing, but more importantly, I think it's important for selling yourself on an idea. I've noticed in my own behavior over the years that I'm attracted initially to something that has a lot of potential and is complex and interesting, but then the follow-through diminishes exponentially proportionate to the number of steps there in it. So I think the simplicity is a, a extremely powerful aspect of it actually.
0: Yeah, totally agree. Yeah. It is it is dead simple. I call them cheap bets. And probably one of the reasons that I buy a lot of domains is because like that that nagging feeling in your brain where you're like, oh, I don't get it. Is it that good? Should I buy it? And if you're talking thousands of dollars, like buying Bitcoin or something, yeah. like, you better okay. slow down a little bit. But for this, hey, maybe that'll be something. Maybe no. the name will be valuable. And I think the people, the internet is mature enough where people understand what a domain is. Most people, and they understand like amazon.com is valuable. A good, short, pronounceable, memorable dictionary where These things are valuable. When you can place a cheap bet for nine bucks, I'm just going to buy that for nine bucks and not even worry about it for six months
3: because you yeah. own
0: it for a year. Yeah. Then you could you have a year to figure out if you want to do something with it. Or maybe it wasn't such a good idea. Or I don't think it's gonna be valuable. Or that tailed off. Or whatever it is. But for nine bucks for an entire year? That's like buy one like arbitrage, like for FBA, one thing and just holding it and be like, you know what, this
3: might two thousand X by the end of the year. Really, like, I would buy that for nine dollars. Yeah, I it reminds me a lot of seed investing or venture angel investing, where you make you place a bunch of small bets, hoping that one of them will sort of hit your, be your moonshot. And I think it's very much in line with that. It's There's a lot of, you can adjust your risk profile depending on how much budget you have. I guess really for me, the question is specific to you, Chris, what is your criteria for like even picking a domain? That's really interesting. That sort of becomes the secret sauce is like, how do you determine and don't give away, if it's in the course. Only give us the tidbits, the big pick. Teaser. You know, the so teaser. By, yeah, exactly. So we can go there are by nine ways to determine that, Kyle. By right, the right. I'll give you, I'll give you point 0.5 of one.
0: No, <laughs> me, I don't roll like that. I, I know, do. I, I give the best stuff for free. Just exactly people, when they right. pay for it, they'll actually take action on it. So I do have, I wouldn't say it's unique, but it's what I use in terms of strategy. I am not a guy that's papers in ohio.com and just waiting for something. That's not me. I don't have a single donate that is on keywords and location and just hoping that someone stumbles along and wants it. I buy stuff that either I'll use myself or I see potential in. Let's get clear, okay, I, this domain needs this type of business behind it. So there's always some kind of personal interest in it. So if I don't sell it, I can always use it. Like everything that has a purpose. I don't squat. I don't buy stuff with trademark names. I did buy a bunch of Trump domains. They are hard to sell. GoDaddy auctions didn't like things with the keyword trump and a lot of them expire so i guess it's not exclusive that everything has that personal tie into it but i don't do it the keyword wait on keywords kind of thing if the dot-com is taken and nothing else is taken like painters in org, no zero chance i would mess with any of those and that's what i want people to go through a course or just learn more about domains to realize it's about avoiding the junk maybe as much as finding the good stuff like if you're scanning books you want to learn which books are good Scan everything, and you're eventually going to figure out which the junk is. And you're going to save your time by not touching the junk. Anymore. Yeah. That's how you save your time. And so don't waste your time on. Oh, but the dot org is available. Yeah, but no one cares about the org. Mm-hmm. Now I take, the, I just bought a five letter dictionary word net, which normally I'm not too excited about net, but I picked up .net, and then flips.com is for sale $540,000. I like slips.net. I'll put that on a t-shirt and make a video about my yard sale hall, flips.net as a lead gen for an eBay affiliate course kind of thing, but it's short enough to take the .net. I would take that. That domain was registered in 1997. That's the oldest domain I've ever owned.
2: What you just described is what I was going to ask you about was, how, it seems to me if you buy the digital asset of the domain, it seems very easy to add value to it by installing like, whatever a simple website or blow up a social media free group or a profile on instagram that that it blows up or something like that and then you not you're not selling a domain at that point if you could potentially be selling a business that has a domain with some other asset and i wonder there's a whole track to go down there in terms of opportunity for how to basically what you might call add value to the domain i remember a real estate guy like named Dolph DeRoos, he had this idea called the missing carport principle, where you'd look for a house that was missing a carport and add a carport and then, you know, relist the house or rent it or sell it. And that idea of having a domain that's just, a, just the domain itself and then adding
0: value to it seems like a big opportunity as well. So there are places that do that. They'll sell a domain plus a logo or... I would rather sell like a domain, put a convert get landing page on it, start collecting emails. Oh, the whole thing. Yep. And you could think so you can take a domain and say it's something fresh and new mm. and get the corresponding Instagram account, account and Twitter account and yep. Facebook page name and get at Gmail. I wouldn't set up like a, the email because now you're starting to spend money like every month if you yeah. want to set up that account. Because and then have it like, are you interested in this domain? This email list has grown to 1,400 people. You can have that in the domain and just give every free thing but part of it is at least having it up having something there because i think what happens and i do this if i search for a domain and i use a site called instant domain that's free that they affiliate with godaddy or something and it comes back red that means it's already purchased right now i can go check to see if it's been used because a lot of domains that are purchased they may not actually be used it's green if it's available and it's blue if it's for sale but i bet 90 plus percent of people that search for a domain they see it's taken they move on to the next idea what else can we use what else can we use instead of saying oh it's for sale cool is it for sale for a price that we're comfortable with oh I don't like that price but they're taking offer let me send in an offer because I'm interested in this domain or some kind of contact information so they know hey this might be available even if it's not there like I say 90 it's my guess that 90% of the people don't even take that step so if you're not listing your domains or having a landing page or something you're leaving all that money on the table. Jason, you should at least have your 100 domains forward back to your personal website, like your business yeah. website, just think for anyone that types it in. And then there's going to be contact information on that website. They are interested. They know how to get a hold of you. Instead of a blank page, yeah. who is is private. They're not going to pay GoDaddy $69 to open a brokerage. There's not going to do it. So you have, again, you have to position yourself for so something good yeah. to happen to you. Of awesome. The two big domains that I sold, when they sold, after I've found a for sale,
1: obviously, tell people it's just, oh, yeah, I take yeah, my own yeah. advice. Like, oh, I guess I should actually list those. And yeah, I got really good prices for it. I guess that's a couple of thoughts here. And then I've got a question for you, following Kyle's question. So the first one is a bit like a call to action in marketing. Everyone in marketing goes, so you slap yourself around right the head. Have you forgotten to put a call to action in anything? A Facebook post that's that kind of post or an email or a podcast or whatever it is. So I guess that you just said is put the value of putting a call to action. If you list something for sale, it means By me, so you're making explicit. Second thing is I like the idea of de-risking things. First of all, the purchase price sounds very low, it's $9 and upwards. So that's a lowered barrier to actually getting it done, which is probably the most important thing. But also if you can repurpose it yourself and have a vision for how it could be used, then you're de-risking it, it feels to me, which is really sweet. I like that a lot. For you then, following on, I thought Kyle's, you know, nice analogy with venture capital investing or angel investing, what sort of hit rate, this how long is a piece of string, but I have to ask it somehow. What sort of hot hit rate would you expect you spend X amount on some domains? How much would you spend some for? How does it all look that side of things? Yeah,
0: so there's, there's no the, answer to that question. Depends on the domain. Yeah. What it's going to show forth? Yeah. Um, or it might be domain that you're holding. I bought, I, think, I don't even know how to say this word. I think it's called insectivory insect, whatever it is. It's the business, you uh, know, insect eating insects. It's like a dictionary be, word. It, uh, in I, there are. People predicting that humans will be consuming insect protein down the road. It's likely the easiest, quickest, fastest, cheapest way to get protein is by breeding insects compared to obviously chickens and cows and all this stuff. Will everybody be eating it? Probably not. But I don't know. I picked up—I picked the dictionary word. It's getting yeah, dictionary yeah. word was available. I was yeah. like, I'll take it. It's a cheap bet, but
3: it's not going to, no one's buying it for the next five or 10 years question are you adding a youtube channel to that domain and how many insects will you be eating every week? Mm, mm, that's yeah. my question and i need to put up some kind of landing page there for some company that says hey this
0: is growing right just somebody hydroponic, hydroponic h- vegetable growing like, yeah. these are all a little early on things
2: so somewhere to hold go ahead that would be really cool is if somebody had the discipline to put any amount a thousand dollars ten thousand dollars into a basket of domains and then track over time a year later what's my return on investment two years later what's my return on investment obviously a lot of it would have to do with the curation at the beginning to your point chris about ohio painters versus other that are more interesting or bespoke phrases or words but that would be really interesting to just say you know what on an average basket of ten thousand dollars worth of domains the roi was x percent have five people do it and then have an average or something like that be really cool because you know what the reality is is, this is not going away the internet's not going away there's no new system
0: interest yeah i don't know if you could like group fund or do some kind of like stock market type stuff because like it's not just the i have 100 domains
1: if you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode just go to amazingfba.com forward slash Full so one five.
0: You can have a hundred crappy domains or a hundred amazing. Oh my gosh, you have cameras.com. Where'd you, how'd you get that? Yeah. Now, GoDaddy yeah, so does it. tell me that I have one that's worth $1,750. It says that every time I go See, into GoDaddy. GoDaddy does and... mm. the same for me. And they always use authorpreneur. They put authorpreneur and myself for, I don't know the number, $5,113. If you oh, listen I to that that. And I'm like, uh, seriously, only $5,000. No, no GoDaddy is worth it's a little a bit, bit more than that, in my opinion. Of course, because domains, the price sells domains. Price sells real estate. Price sells literally anything. Every stock market, every stock, everything. Price sells it. So people worry about, oh, it sold too fast. I priced it too low. Yeah, but if you price it for a price you're happy with. take hey, it. who can I've listed stuff on eBay and it sells like super fast. Then like you look a little closer. Oh, that was a special edition. I didn't realize it, it was worth twice, three times as much as I listed it for. Someone got a deal. But you know what? I got what I asked. So I should shut up about it. You know what I mean? Now, if it takes too long to sell, or if it doesn't sell at all, your price too high. Your price too high for what it, it might be a crappy domain. And that's why it's not selling. But it might be a really good domain. And but you're asking way too much for it. It is what it is. Which is why I would recommend people put on a fairly healthy price that they'd be happy with, but also take offers. Because it might be something that's very specific and you're not going to get a lot of interest. But if someone is interested in there and they'll give you a fair offer, you know what? Take it instead of holding out. Yeah, but someone else might be getting more. Like it's a game you got to play. So you got to get over that that loss aversion, which to those people, loss aversion was yeah. so powerful.
2: Here's four or five reasons why I really like this idea. Number one, it's a digital asset. You don't have to take physical possession of anything. Number two, as Michael already said, it's super simple. It's if your credit card's on file, you can buy these in are in the game. Number three, it's like super low maintenance. It's like the biggest fear I have with crypto is I have some, uh, yeah, I don't want to lose my keys or my login info or anything like that. But you no, know, GoDaddy is much simpler. It's just it's not like a big worry that you're going to lose it or anything. So it's secure and safe. You um, got to keep I mean, your credit card, yeah, like exactly. up to date. Otherwise, uh, right. And then to lose the, them. the final thing, I would just say is to my prior point, you can add value to these, yeah. and uh, for those reasons, this is an interesting asset
3: class to invest in. I think. There's two things that come to mind when I think about domains. One is you are going to be, the better you are at identifying trends early, the mo- the more advantage you're going to have, right? If you can identify, oh, something early on, and I can take the best pick of those domains that they're available and ride that wave of growth to potential exit, uh, you're going to be in, in good shape. And then the other thing that sort of really just, sticks out to me is that this is a patience game. You have to be a patient, long-term bag holder, if you would if you use a crypto term. And you have to be willing to sit with these domains for a long time and add more value to them where it makes sense. This isn't a get rich quick. This isn't a, this isn't a quick flip. You're not looking to book these domains in a week or even six months, maybe a year. But more likely, this is a one-year, two-year, three-year sort of thing. So I think those things are really the bright spotlights in my mind. Okay, this is how you really optimize any sort of domain-flipping endeavor.
1: No, exactly. So question for you. If I'm considering, or if anyone listening is considering this versus say retail arbitrage, or I don't know, some kind of affiliate marketing never goes away, or some kind of infopreneur, in- indeed, possibly your entrepreneur sort of re- what would detract them? What would be the reasons to do this rather than another business model?
0: It doesn't take much time. It's low cost, it's potential high reward. Like I don't spend much time on domains. Most days I don't do anything with domains. i usually check GoDaddy auctions, like just to see what's expiring that day in case I miss something that looks really interesting. I normally am doing like searches on buying something like but this is not something I would say anybody should be spending hours on unless they just really personally. If they do, then they're probably already doing this. So this should very much be a 15 minute thing for people who want to get in domains, go check things that seem interesting or check them as you go. That's probably what I do more often is I get my phone out and I go to instant domain search and I check to see if something's available. I probably do that multiple times today. I did just now. Because we were talking about value adding. I went over there to see if turnkey domains was available because I was like, a turnkey domain, that would be nice. say saying add some value to it, put a landing page. Page taken turnkey domain is for sale for fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars, which is too much. I like this. And it's not like I'm going to really get into turnkey domains, but if it was available for nine bucks, I'd probably pick it. It's a cheap bet. And a year from now, I'd be like, yeah, Jason, no stupid. I'm going to let it expire. So it does go to the bad part. It's easy to talk about the good parts. The bad part is domain cost money every single year. It's not That's a lot of money, but it's more than zero. Okay. So if you're playing with a zero dollar budget, then you can't play. Okay. Some domains are more expensive. Dot green is 180 bucks a year, and you can bet you, your butt that I have Chris dot green, but currently using it. And when you have a dot green or a green last name and you can get dot green, then you gotta get your name. Got my kids' names, stuff like that. I don't know. So dot IO is more expensive. with well, different th- domain extensions are more expensive. But with the different extensions, there's more opportunity outside of dot com. Dot com is still king, it'll be king for the foreseeable future. But dot io is interesting. co has become really interesting. net in the right. Circumstances can be interesting. Dot me, I like dot me. And you can use some of these. Yeah, you could be Jason M L M I L dot E S if you wanted to. You could be J at S O N M I L dot E S. That could be your email address if you wanted to. I did it with my kid. I got him the domain vid green and set him up the email address D letter D at bitgreen.com. That's his email. He uses it. His friends think it's cool. Like, how did you get that? My dad knows how to do all this cool stuff. <laughs> nice.
2: Michael, starts with A, it doesn't work. Michael, what's the nuance there for like European or UK or other country, like everything's.co.uk. How does
1: that interesting roll? question? I think for British based, because obviously there's so much overlap between American online life and British. It's hard to distinguish the two really, unless you try and buy something from a .com and realize that it's physical products and they don't deliver in the UK. So for most British entrepreneurs, I would say .com is a better starting point because your point, Chris, it's the default. If you are specifically trying to only serve UK customers and you want to get that across in your domain, then I'd say uk, which is very often available, but you can't get the .com. The downside being that I would automatically, and most people would probably automatically write in something, something something.com when they're looking for your business. Yeah. I would say sometimes you could buy .co.uk if you want to give the signal you're UK focused, but you should probably buy the .com if you can get it. But then of course I'm thinking as a sort of business owner rather than a main holder of flipper, whatever we're going to call it. So I guess it's a different one thinking anyway. I've got to say, there are some cool domains around. I've looked for various ones like .club, .group and things like that do seem very relevant for specific things. Again, I've been looking at them with a business, like a group owner, for mm-hmm. example. It's interesting to, to flip how you relate to assets around, isn't it? And look at them in a different way. Yeah. I suspect though, just to point on that point, that there's probably a lot of opportunity in Europe that's underexploited because most Europeans aren't very digitally savvy compared to Americans or UK residents. So they may be underpriced opportunities, if you can understand them. Interesting.
2: Yeah. So it's global opportunity here. So let's wrap this up, guys. Chris, we've talked about the topic, but we you haven't really explained the nuance or detail of what you're rolling out for folks. So tell us about the course, where you're at in the process, how people can find it and all those details if they're more interested in pursuing
0: greater education on this topic. Yeah, people need to get educated, especially if we're going to spend money, especially if we're going to spend more than the $9. People need to know what they're getting into. So I've set up a website, DomainFlips.com. It's got a link there to go to a completely free Facebook group. It's completely free newsletter. People can ask questions and all All kinds of updates. I am doing a dedicated challenge. It's a five-day challenge. Of course, I've called the Domain Challenge. And of course, I have the DomainChallenge.com. And it's a strategy that I will explain in the challenge, the domainchallenge.com. If anybody goes to it, we'll redirect back to domainslips.com slash challenge. So I only have to maintain one website, but I can have multiple domains that point to different parts of that website to make it clear, to make it concise, to make it easy to post on social media. And the challenge is five days. I'm going live every day, five days. I'm going live twice because I try to be a super nice guy and accommodate multiple time zones. So we'll go live at 1 p.m. Eastern and 9 p.m. Eastern. Same training each day, but really the first day will be super beginner stuff. And after that, it's going to be fun getting into some of my techniques that I use to search for domains. The way that I explain it, this isn't about buying and selling domains. This is about finding, buying and selling domains. And if you get really good at finding yeah. domains, then like buying is easy. Just buy it. Selling is it, easy. List it and sell it. But finding either new emerging opportunities or simply underpriced domains. Now, I'll put this challenge out there. Go, People should go look up flips. Keyword flips, see the .com, see what they have, see how many extensions are taken, see what they're asking for the .co, the .io, and all these things. And then when you come in and say, wait, you picked up flips.net for 500, that 500 was a kind of a little low outlier compared to all the thousand asking exits for everything else. I'm like, exactly. That's why I bought it. I feel it was underpriced. I don't know if they've got that had a zero or two zeros. I don't care. It was sitting there and I was going to buy it before someone else stumbled onto it. So that's I still I'm to it because like the flip stuff. So like I'm looking for keywords that I can also use. So going into things like this, so you can position yourself, you can be in the right place at the right, place. you can find something that's underpriced either by mistake, typo. Hey, sorry, seller, you have a typo in it. Or someone says, Hey, you know what? The new MacBook just came out and I really want it. And my wife says, I can't spend any money on it. You know what? I'm just going to flip this domain. I'm going to put the, I know this domain is worth a lot, but I know I can get two grand for it super quick. And like, you can be in the right place at the right time. Stuff like that you know, is what I teach. And by the end, people will be yeah. confident. They'll be like, oh, I understand what a domain is. I understand why it I don't understand listed. I get excited every time I get searching for domains because I'm optimistic I'm going to find something underpriced and be in the right place. It's a, it's a fun game with get yeah, low risk, potentially very high rewards. And if you play it safe, then it's really almost hard to lose money. I love it, man. So domainflips.com, I
2: would categorize this almost as an investing strategy, not so much as an active business strategy. So it's more akin to how you would treat investable dollars. And it's interesting, the trade skill that you've developed over the last 20 years, you're going to teach and there's always value in learning what people know. And this is really exciting. I'm personally really looking forward to it and going to be part of it all. I signed up for your free group. You haven't let me in yet. I'm really worried that you're going to
3: filter me out. But- What's the the past 12 hours or something? Just don't only do that for a go. It was like 30 seconds. You like, Oh man, I just joined. You don't have an
2: admin okay. doing that automatic. No, I'm serious. I'm really excited about this. I want to learn how to do it because this is just another way to be good stewards of funds that you have. If you've got a thousand bucks laying around or five thousand bucks laying around and you're like, How can I productively put this to work? This is another trade skill to pick up to potentially do that. Not that you're marketing it for an investment purpose, for FTC details blah 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 but nonetheless learning the trade skill is a really good thing so I'm going to wrap it there guys wonderful conversation today as always it's an honor to hang out with you and to learn from your expertise and experiences
1: and so we'll end it there thanks guys that was the e-commerce leader podcast with Michael Vizi in London England and Jason miles in Seattle Washington if you liked this content don't forget to subscribe to the show on your podcast app For free resources, including PDFs and videos on topics like traffic, products, and sales channels, just go to www.TheEcommerceLeader.com. No hyphens, just as it sounds. Thanks so much for listening. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to AmazingFBA.com forward slash